What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and here today we are here to review Days of Future Past as a part of our X-Men in Review series. We are in full swing with the series. In fact, we have six more movies to review. Uh, I mean, Deadpool, Apocalypse, Logan, Deadpool 2, Dark Phoenix, and New Mutants all on the horizon to review and to close out this series. So, I mean, hell, we got another month and a half, two months worth of reviews for this X-Men franchise. And I do know that I, I'm interested to jump back into the Deadpool movies. Uh, the Logan, I'm so ready to watch that movie again because, again, one of my favorite movies of all time. And then Apocalypse and New Mutants and Dark Phoenix. Kind of some kind of some, uh, some dark horses in this in this series. And no pun intended with Dark Phoenix. Uh, I I, I want to say I haven't seen those movies enough to to know where I'm going to gauge them. But I do remember watching them and not being like overly optimistic about them. So it, it's going to be interesting to jump back into them. I'm ready to do it. Uh, but again, six more movies ref, left in this series. Uh, I've, I've had a lot of fun watching it. I haven't had just a bad time with any movie. Yes, Origins Wolverine is not a great movie. It's my least favorite so far. But, you know, I got to say, they've been enjoyable experiences. I just haven't hated any movie so far. Whereas, if you look at the sister series that I'm doing, the the, the series that I'm doing opposite of this is Alien Review, where most of the movies I have disliked. So... Very, very weird having these two series mirror each other at the same time. Uh, but once I finish Alien in Review, which I only have two more reviews going up for that, I will be finishing out War Movies in Review with my brother Josh. And then we're going to carry this series out until it's finished. And then once uh, War Movies in July is finished, we are going to start uh, Rambo in Review, me and my brother, and then I may start Godfather in review. I, I'm not entirely sure right now. I can't juggle three different series plus a genre series. So it's kind of kind of tough sledding right now as far as the reviews go. So right now we're, we're going to focus on finishing Alien in review. And then we're just going to keep the two series a week uh, for the time being. May jump back to three, you know, in August. Uh, but for the time being, we're going to finish Alien and then just stick with these two series uh, for the time being. Now, before I jump into Days of Future Past, if you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us on a monthly basis, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. We have a $5, $10, and a $20 tier that you can support us at. Supporting us at any of those tiers would mean the world to us. Just by clicking on this episode is a support enough, but if you want to consider supporting us more, patreon.com slash two game. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, and Lindsay Humble. We appreciate y'all supporting us at that $20 tier each and every month. Uh, without y'all, we would not be able to do this, and and thank you so much. And going to patreon.com slash 2game, supporting us there helps us get better equipment, so in return, we can give you better content. And also, by supporting us, you become a creator slash producer of the show, you get to pick and choose what you want to hear each and every week. Uh, all these reviews are voted on these series. They're voted on by our Patreon supporters. If that fancies you, then go to our Patreon and support us there. If not, it is what it is. Thank you for listening to us either way. 
But that's enough of Patreon, guys. I'm tired of talking about Patreon. Let's talk about X-Men. Days of Future Past. Let's jump into it. I'll give you the plot, then the fun facts, and then I'll jump into my general impressions of this movie. So, the X-Men send Wolverine to the past in a desperate effort to change history and prevent an event that results in doom for both mutants and humans. This movie is directed by Brian Singer, who also directed X-Men, X2, Superman Returns, uh, Apocalypse, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Valkyrie. This movie had a budget of $200 million, and it grossed worldwide $746.1 million. That's a big chunk of change. It stars Sir Patrick Stewart, Sir Ian McKellen, Hugh Jackman, James McAvoy, and Matt Michael Fassbender. It has a runtime of 2 hours and 12 minutes, and it was released on May 23, 2014. The Days of Future Past storyline was chosen because it would allow the filmmakers to reconcile any continuity issues and allow actors from both timelines to be in the same movie. Quicksilver scenes were filmed in a special format of 3,600 frames per second. Uh, this means that Quicksilver moved 150 times faster than normal. The camera was used to record close-ups and movements of Peters and the guards. It was filmed mostly with practical visual effects, with CGI used only for the objects in midair. This is the first X-Men movie to be nominated for an Oscar, which was the Best Visual Effects uh, category, and a life-size model of a 1973 Sentinel robot was constructed for filming. And then the last little tidbit, a romantic subplot between Storm and Wolverine in the future was filmed but cut for runtime purposes. Halle Berry was actually having a reduced role due to being pregnant at the time. I, I'm i curious about the Storm and Wolverine uh, relationship because in, in the original trilogy, yeah, she was not really there. She was there in X3. She was more prominent mainly because she you know, begged the studio to give her more of a role or demanded a role, I should say, not begged. Uh, I'm curious, because there was a little bit of chemistry between them two, but they never showed any kind of romantic side to them two. It's always been Jean Grey and Wolverine the entire series. So I'm not entirely sure where I want to start uh, with my general impressions of this movie, because this is a dense movie. It really is. This movie is two hours, and what did I say, 12 minutes long? Yes. So it's a very, very dense movie. In fact... It's so dense. There's so much stuff going on in this movie that you'll click down to see how much time you'll have left, and you're like, Jesus, there's only 30 minutes. I've only been 30 minutes into this movie. It's not necessarily a pacing issue for me because the entire movie's enjoyable. It's not like I was ever bored with it or it felt like it, it dragged on at times because that's not the case. It's just there is so much stuff going in here, and it's coming at you so fast, shout out, that it feels like a significantly longer movie than it actually is. Uh, I'm not going to say that's a, a reason for... I, I'm not going to say that's a reason to dislike the movie or that's a reason, a critique of the movie that I have because it's not. Uh, I don't necessarily hate or mind it either way. It, does, it doesn't affect me. But there is that issue with the movie where it feels like this might be a two-hour and 45-minute long movie with 
the the amount of content that they're throwing at you in such a small amount of time. The opening sequence was fantastic. It had great scene choreography. Uh, it really set the pace for the movie, uh, especially being in the future. Going into this movie, I didn't really know what to expect. I've seen this movie before, by the way. I, I, I saw it in theaters when it came out. And going into the movie, I was super excited about it because it was merging the two timelines. It was bringing back all those characters. It was bringing back Wolverine. And it just the concept of it was was fascinating to me. And they really set the pace with that opening sequence in the future. And it, it was tense. It was quick pace. It had some great action sequences. And in fact, I just I loved the fact that they were working as a group, as a team. And they were using their powers, which we haven't really gotten a lot of in the several movies that we've reviewed so far. We've gotten a couple incidents where, yeah, they use their powers together, but it's mainly like one mutant at a time that they're kind of showcasing. This, they're working as a team to to save the day, to fend off these Sentinels. And it was a lot of fun watching it. It, it really was. Uh, some other things that I just absolutely liked about the movie... I liked the the future costumes. I liked the armor, the more warlike uh, costumes that they were wearing. I, I really did dig them. And the set designs and the costumes in general were actually really great. I, I don't know if any off the top of my head that I just disliked. I think Logan looked fantastic in this movie. Hugh Jackman, always amazing in all these movies, except Origins Wolverine. Nah. But... I mean, actually, I, I, I take that back. He wasn't bad. He himself was not bad in that movie. It was a movie bad around him. He was fantastic in the movie. Everyone else was, was bad. But Hugh Jackman is absolutely jacked in this movie. I feel like he might be not as jacked in this movie as he was in The Wolverine. I feel like he was, was more jacked in that movie. Uh, I'm saying jacked a lot, but y you get my drift. And... As far as, as Wolverine goes in this movie in general, I do really love his character in this movie. The Wolverine, and then watching this back-to-back, -back, it's like it's like Hugh Jackman is on a roll, okay? Like, he, he is super comfortable in that role now that it just comes so naturally to him. And it translates to the screen very, very well. I, I just love his character in this movie the sarcasticness, and he's really, he's quite funny in this movie. This is probably the movie that, out of all the movies that I've watched so far, every time that I laughed, it involved Wolverine and Logan making a comment and being just a dick in general. So, and for the most part, I really loved his character. I think towards the end, they, I don't know if they didn't know what to do with him because, you know, in this movie they gave him bone claws, which... I wasn't really a fan of. I hate the Bone Claws. So at the end of the movie, I mean, he's not going to really, you know, destroy a robot with some Bone Claws. So they dispatched him and threw him away from the area rather quickly. And speaking of characters that I liked in this movie or did not like. So I loved him. I just felt like they kind of gave him the shaft at the end of the movie. Uh, Professor X and Magneto, fantastic as always. And you, I've said this in the first class review. Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy, perfectly cast. I love their chemistry. I think they, they're just amazing actors. And to be able to nail Magneto and Professor X twice in one lifetime, I think it's incredible. Because they casted them perfectly, the first trilogy. 
and then the second set they cast perfectly again. So I absolutely love those characters. The character that I disliked the most, or two that I disliked the most, and it's not even that I dislike him, it's just I dislike his look, and that's Beast. I hate how he looks in this movie. I think the original trilogy, or excuse me, uh, The Last Stand, how Beast looked in that movie, I really like it. And they actually show that in this movie towards the end. I really love that look. But the look from first class and, you know, the beginning of this movie, I do not like it. I really, really do not. But I like him as a character, just not his look. Mystique, I wish she was not in this movie. In fact, I would go so far as to saying that in this series, my biggest complaint when I've watched the the new set of movies is Mystique. I, I just do not like her, her character. I don't like how she goes back and forth all the damn time. I, I don't like... Now, is that because I dislike her as an actress? It could be. I don't particularly find her amazing in any way in, in her acting. I find her more, not egotistical, but she's on a high horse, basically. And I feel like they really expanded that Mystique role so much so in these new movies that... She's not that interesting, okay? And I don't feel like they gave her anything to work with to make her, to give her a reason to be that interesting, if that makes any sense. Uh, so in this movie, she's reduced to a to a plot device, really. Because really, all it takes is them to sit her down, you know, talk them man to woman, whatever, mutant to mutant, and explain to her, hey, what you're about to do is going to ruin this world. And they don't really give her a chance to, to speak to her like that, you know, not until the very end. So I think if they would have just given her a chance to kind of come around, maybe, I don't know. To me personally, if I was about to go on a killing spree and probably, you know, start the apocalypse and, and whatnot, no pun intended for the future movies. But if I was going to be the reason why mutants die everywhere, I would kind of listen I don't know. I don't I don't feel like vengeance would be something that would cloud my judgment. I, I feel like Mystique is a smarter character than that. And she would understand where the everybody's telling you you're about to make a mistake. I mean, you might want to listen to them. Okay? So honestly, I did not like her character in this, but I also don't like her character in general. Uh I think she's been misused in this movie. I don't know if they I don't know if that the reason why I don't like her is because they have put her to the forefront and made her this, you know, pivotal character when they should have made other characters more pivotal. And in fact, when we get into the later movies, you know, she kind of leads the X-Men and to me, I don't I don't want that, okay? Mystique's not my leader. They should have brought in someone like Cyclops to lead the team and start from that way instead of making them lead from Mystique. I don't know. But as of right now, I do not like her character. It may change in the, the, the next two movies. I don't know. But do not like her character. Another character that I absolutely love in this movie and I think is perfectly cast is Quicksilver. Evan Peters was perfectly cast for this movie. And he does such a great job. Anytime Quicksilver's on scene, I I am glued to the TV screen. And his little slow motion scene where he's you know running really fast around the guards in the, the kitchen or whatever... 
that is just a phenomenal scene. It was something at the time that had never been done, if I'm not mistaken. I know they recreated that scene in uh, a future movie, aka Apocalypse, but it just didn't have that. It didn't have that freshness to it. This is the first time that we've ever seen something like that, and it was amazing, and it's still amazing. Uh, the choreography of that scene uh, that just no one can recreate up to this point. Uh, I think another scene that is really great is Eric and Charles on the plane. I think that's some great chemistry. That's a great little little scene from them. It adds to their personalities, adds to their characters much more, and it builds that relationship, and it adds conflict there, and I just, I love it. Whenever they're on screen and they're pissed off at each other, that to me is when both of those actors are at their best. So those are kind of the the small things that I like here and there. The, those are the more specific things that I like about this movie. Uh, jumping into like the broader things, I think the score it's okay. It, look, X Men has never been a a series that has had just an amazing score. It, it, from my experience with the series, I've never came out of a movie and been like, "Oh, dude, that score was dope," uh, because that's just not what the series is. I I don't know why. I feel like they could elevate these movies to a a new stratosphere if they would you know work on the score a little bit. But it, it's okay. It's it's nothing that's gonna blow you away, and it's nothing that's gonna drag the movie down. It's I don't, I don't remember any just terrible uh, music in this movie. As far as the dialogue, the writing, I I think the dialogue is it's pretty good. It's it's just a traditional X Men movie. If you're a fan of X Men and X Men Two, I think you're gonna like this movie because they're a you know they're made by the same director, so they obviously gonna have the same kind of you know, the, the films feel the same, you know, in a weird way. This, it, While it does feel like half this movie is first class and half of this movie is from the original trilogy, it's it's still done in a way that it feels like, it feels familiar. It really does. So if you're looking at the camera shots, those look very familiar to the original trilogy. The Some of the writing, some of the dialogue feels very similar to the original trilogy. Uh, but that's about it. I, I think there are some dumb lines throughout, but you know, it, it's an X Men movie. What do you expect? You know, you're not going to get award-winning uh, dialogue out of out of this group, right? Uh, I think one of my least favorite lines is, "Do you know karate? No, but I know crazy." Like that was just a that was just a stupid line. It really was. I wish it hadn't been in in the damn movie. The acting in general, uh, I don't have any issues with the acting. In, in fact, there are several actors in this movie that did a phenomenal job. Hugh Jackman, it, it's really weird. So normally Hugh Jackman gets a lot of some action set pieces, and he's just fighting, you know, slicing and dicing and stuff, and he gets a little bit of acting to do along with it. No, I feel like I would say 80% of this movie, he is not doing anything other than walking around. That's all he's doing, or sitting. That's all he does. So this is strictly him acting and just, you know, further developing that character of Wolverine. So I feel like he did a phenomenal job in this movie. Uh, you know, Magneto and Professor X, obviously I've already said that they were phenomenal, both the past and the present, or the future, whichever you want to call it. Uh, both of them, both sets were great in this movie. And as far as everybody else in the movie, I thought they were, they were good, you know? Even... Even Mystique, I feel like she was a little bit overacted sometimes. Like she overacted some of her lines, 
But for the most part, everybody else was just good. Okay, no one, no one was just flat out terrible in this movie. Uh, not from what I can remember, anyways. The last thirty minutes, that back and forth between the future and the present, just phenomenal. I loved how it just went back and forth. It was just balls to the wall for like the last thirty minutes. It was just, it was really, really great. Now, one thing I don't like about this movie is the little found footage, the additional uh, stuff that they're doing with like additional cameras, like old cameras, uh, like when they're at the little piece of cords and they throw in the little from like it, like it looks like they're filming from the old days and they're inserting into the movie. I just do not like that. I really dislike that. It's one of the biggest issues with the movie that I have. Actually, I wish they had never done it. Uh, as far as other things I dislike about this movie. I that that's about it really. Uh I don't really have any major issues with this movie other than really the found footage and mystique. Those are my two biggest issues with the movie. Everything else I love it. I uh, I think yes, it is a very dense movie, but it's enjoyable. It's entertaining. It, I never hated it a moment in this movie. Like just flat out just hated. Never in this movie. In fact, I wish I could have watched the Rogue Cut, which adds, I think, like another 20 minutes or something like that to the movie. So it would been interesting to see what they do with 20 more minutes of time. That, that, that's mind-boggling to me, uh, to add that much more time to an X-Men movie. So if this movie is already dense, think how much adding 20 more minutes would be. It's kind of crazy. So overall, I really love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies in the X-Men franchise. I think it does new and exciting things uh, over the course of this movie. I mean, we had never gotten a time-traveling movie like this that was successful. And, I mean, obviously we went, we got Endgame eventually that did the time-traveling very well. But that wasn't... It was, it was a completely different time-traveling type of movie compared to what this is. I mean, they're going back and forth between the past and the present. Or the past and the future, excuse me. And... They just they do it very well in this movie. And I, that was one of the things that people were nervous about going into this movie was can they handle this? Can they make it cohesive enough to to make it a good movie? And I think they did. I think this is one of the best X Men movies that have ever that's ever been made. In fact, I give it four and a half stars. I think this is it's not a perfect movie because again, it's made by Brian Singer, so there's some of those issues that I've had with the original X Men and X Two. They're still in this movie, you know. I don't care for all the, all the the one-liners and and the shots. The like the the camera work gets on my nerves a little bit at sometimes, and some of the dialogue is kind of annoying. Uh, but I feel like this is his best movie from Brian Singer. I feel like everybody kind of gets their own little moment. Now, I will play devil's advocate. I say that's his best. This is his best movie that he's done because everybody gets a little bit of character development in this movie. Uh, specifically the first class crew. Everybody else gets kind of, you know, pushed aside. I I think what helps him in this movie and helps the, the case for this being his best movie is the fact that he's had I mean, I don't know how many movies we've reviewed so far. But, you know, what, six movies? Five or six movies that we've reviewed? You know, you have all those movies to build those characters up and then it leads into this. So yeah, it's kind of hard to to sit here and say, oh, well, you didn't develop those characters. Well, we've been developing them over the course of six movies. So I will play devil's advocate and say, yes, we've had six movies up till now that have developed these characters. But I feel like he has done 
the best job out of the three movies that he's done so far with developing characters, with making a really compelling story and, and whatnot. Just a really just a great, great movie. So I give it four and a half stars. It's $15 on Voodoo. I think it's worth $15. Now, granted, this movie came out, what, seven years ago? Uh, $10. Okay, it's worth fifteen dollars, but you need to buy it for ten dollars. Okay, because we we know my rules on buying movies over ten dollars that have been out for several years. Just don't do it. So ten dollars, I think, would be perfect. I may stretch that to twelve dollars, but ten to twelve dollars, I think, is perfect. If you can get cheaper than that, by all means, go buy it for cheaper than that. Uh, but yeah, that's my review for Days of Future Past. I absolutely love this movie. It's going to be one of my favorite movies in this series. And I absolutely loved watching it. I need to watch the row cut. I still never seen it. Uh, and I heard it actually adds some pretty good stuff to the movie. But if you've seen the row cut, let me know. Let me know if I need to drop what I'm doing and go rewatch this movie uh, right now. Uh, let me know if you like it, love it, or whatever your favorite character is, least favorite. Is Mystique your favorite character and I'm just absolutely wrong? Let me know. Uh, you can email us at twogamepodcast at gmail.com or drop a comment on our Facebook page. Uh, Other than that, I appreciate y'all joining me for this review, and I will catch y'all next time.